Welcome to the You Me and, and Loving, Loving We podcast. podcast. We are Jazz and Josh, a married couple and life and relationship coaches on a mission to help you create and keep a thriving relationship. Through a relatable blend of psychology and spirituality, we're here to speak on taboos and share the no BS insight into how to attract, maintain and feel worthy of a healthy relationship. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the first episode of our podcast. We have been having this in the factory for a little while, haven't we, my love? Yes. We, we've been apprehensive about it and we've been excited at the same time. Yeah. Like a mix of emotions. Yeah. But um, very much the team up. Yeah, it's really exciting. And, you know, one core reason why we decided to start a podcast is because we are having deep conversations all the time and we've been together for you know what is it coming up to three years now Mm -hmm. and we can non-stop have deep conversations and we're just like we need this could be a podcast episode every time we go out have a dinner i mean anywhere we have deep conversations we love it i mean that's what makes us really compatible so yeah we're like let's do this let's do a podcast and here we are don't we wish we were mic'd up like the boy bands with the kind of like the ear to mouth microphones yeah, on a dinner time eating curry? We just yeah. wish we just wish we were catching the, the wisdom. Uh, sometimes I hear from you and uh, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a time to, to sit down on the sofa, which we are, and give as much as we possibly can an insight into our little relationship, um, our journey and to help you develop healthy relationships of your own from what we know. Yeah, that's our goal. That's why the title of the podcast is, you know, around relationships, dating, love, all that stuff, a peek into our relationship, what we have we have learned about relationships. So yeah, I mean, we thought what better way to start off the podcast than talking about what really makes a healthy relationship. And also, you know, out there on social media, in books, like there's a lot of info on red flags, toxic traits and everything but it's also very equally important to talk about green flags so yeah that's yeah. what this episode what we want to focus on as well what are green flags how do you know you're in a healthy loving relationship so yeah because we can live in a state of fear and avoidance if we focus too much on what to to not do mm. um, and actually we are perfectly imperfect beings who need to explore ourselves through gaining evidence of being imperfect but we do want to give you the guidelines as to you know the textbook idea of healthy relationship what has worked for us and um we're we're going to riff on this we we really going to speak from the soul and try not channel through as much as we can so i think i would begin it off um what really makes a healthy relationship is that we are imperfect beings just as I, as I led into this we all have instincts we all have impulses we are very human with human hardware and we need to find a partner who is able to hold space for such a thing because we have um you know we're, we're very um, complex beings and in a very basic Jungian style of thought it's that we are we have a shadow and that our partner is someone who holds space for not having shame, not being judging of the other, and not um, blaming or criticizing any things that you perceive to be a flaw. The reality is, of course, you need to speak your needs. But at the same time, 
we need a, a real safe container in a relationship to open up and allow that true self to come out. Because if we have a strong shadow, as you know, my love, we hold ourselves to huge masks and personas that create layers that protect us. And that's not the true self, is it? Mm. I mean, what's our experience with persona? And I just want to say meeting you has really dissolved my persona. Mm. The one that fit into social groups, the one that needed to perform online potentially, although I like that as an art form. Um, you know, I, I've been quite a pleaser all my life. Um, and you've called me out. You're my beautiful mirror to really call me out on it, um, ground me, and have me not need to pretend or please. Mm. And that's uh, the beauty of a relationship because it ruptures the false self. Mm. Is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I love that. Definitely a healthy relationship brings you closer to who you are. Mm. We definitely believe that, you know, if you can truly be yourself, your authentic self, and it is welcome, it is received it is honored it is respected that is a healthy relationship mm. where you can be 100% yourself yes. and well essentially that means it is a safe space mm. if a relationship is safe that is healthy if you're not constantly walking on eggshells if you can just be you and feel relaxed mm. and not need to be something you're not that is a healthy relationship and again, we can maybe give, right here is a great time to give, well, how, how can we identify if we're in a healthy relationship? What are the signs? What are the symbols? Um, and how can we tune in to, oh gosh, yeah, I'm in the right place. I'm in an aligned relationship. And just as you said, like you, you say, you feel safe. So I guess it's bodily awareness. It's like when I'm in a, in a state of um, suppression or needing to fawn, which is a trauma response, which is the idea of pleasing, um, when I'm freezing, when I'm fighting or flighting, it's definitely in a zone where I feel judged. I feel like I need to fit in and um, I'm protecting that little boy inside, which fears being ridiculed for who he truly is. Mm. Um, but mm. with you, it, like, you know, um, I feel very safe mm. to channel my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions. And that could lead to how how we can have, I think, a healthy relationship is emotionally aware is mm. that it actually it's not having emotional blindness i would say there's no emotional taboo yeah yeah to, so you can be vulnerable yeah, right yeah and, and you're yours you allow me to be safe to emotionally fart mm -hmm. as we like to say like a very temporary outburst mm. um, sometimes it's not mm. aggressive you know my nature mm. but it's like i need to let it out and as for you you know you let out a good cry when you need to let you know a cry and yeah. i'm not going to get uncomfortable with your emotional yeah yeah journey. that yeah so it's like if when you're being vulnerable and you feel you'll feel this inside of you that the other person receives it respects it and holds mm. you that is a really great sign which yeah. you do that and it feels safe. It, it regulates my nervous system. Like, so does that person regulate you or dysregulate you? You can also ask yourself that question. Yes. And, and usually a, a form of that is like they're reassuring. You're very reassuring when I've mm. gone through a bit of a wave. You inquire. You're very empathic. You know, you don't come in to fix my problems for me. You're not sympathetic, as it were. You know, you're not like saying, oh, God, that must be bad. Um, but you, you, you do try and walk in my shoes from a masculine standpoint. Like, I think that's where the separate spheres of relationships come in. It's like you're on the feminine space, I'm the masculine. Yet you still try your best to see how me as a man in a heterosexual relationship that we are, 
And a disclaimer, this is for everyone in any relationship too, um, speaking from a sexual essence standpoint, is that you you are wise enough to see what me as a man has to go through. Because interestingly, from TikTok posts I've made, I've seen like, you know, a, a big bundle of comments around, you know, very defensive attitudes of, oh, men need to step up. Men don't need love, as you said the other day. And, and but you, you really empathize with maybe my journey because I've opened up to you about my trauma story. I think that's a really big deal when mm. you really trust someone. They hold space for your for your darkest secrets. I mean, some privacy is, is in, you know, you're entitled to privacy, but when you feel safe to do so and you've mm. earned the right to my vulnerability, I was able to share and you hold mm. very sacred space for that. So yes, mm. that's a big note. Mm, yeah. I mean, just you sharing all of that is another telltale sign of a healthy relationship, someone who acknowledges you um, so so deeply and sees you for who you are. Mm. That was really beautiful. And I mean, mm. not just for the podcast, but you did this earlier today. Like today, um, early in the morning, I wasn't feeling my best and I was just sharing what I had doubt around, just being really vulnerable. And that's something that I'm still learning more and more to do better at because I'm someone who grew up being very independent, just never sharing my doubts, wanting to be seen as quote unquote perfect, put together. Like I never externalized any of my thoughts or worries or I just wanted to be the one who was never a burden. And I'm sure many of you can relate, especially good girls. And so in our relationship, how you've brought me more back into my authenticity is encouraging me to share, to externalize. And every time I do that, I, I've shown my nervous system that, hey, I'm not going to be abandoned. It's right. good. It's okay. It's actually safe to do that. And I'm, I'm not a burden when I share this to you. You love it when I share what's really going on, like my vulnerability, because then what, you hear me, you understand me, you see me, we connect. Yes. And so anyway, was that a bit off point? No, but, no, well, I, I think it's saying, beautiful because yeah. I would literally add to that is that yeah. you, you, in the conditioning in the world we live in, it's so aesthetic based it's so outward um let's say quite judgmental on outward appearances and sometimes you forget your gift like today i had to remind you like you your gift is your emotional capacity and your um your empathy your you know your compassion and sometimes you can sometimes not see it because you're so internalizing yet you sometimes need evidence from your external world and people to mirror back to you that you know, you're a very valuable thing to be in the world. And I think lots of highly sensitive people and empaths can tend to internalize, um, you know, go within so far so that they create stories that are irrational and they start to not show up in a world with their gifts because they're, they fear vulnerability. Mm. They fear the, the shame that comes around being sensitive. Since sensitivity is, is a fantastic trait. And like, you know, you might focus on needing to be the best looking in the world and win your beauty pageants, right? But that's not the beauty I see in you, right? Like I try and affirm that mm. because your real essence, your beauty is everything internal, your mm. heart, you know? Mm. Of course, you're attractive. I wouldn't be attracted to you in the first place, but it's not like that that's a be all or an end all. Mm. I think, again, leading on to a healthy relationship, it's someone who sees beneath the layers. Yeah. It's not 2D, it's 3D. Yeah. Because that's infrastructure, that's mm. internal traits and they're the most sustainable and most fulfilling parts of a person if you're attached to looks money jobs status you're running a very 
very fragile path to fulfillment mm, yeah because that can be gone yeah healthy relationships is so much about the emotional side mm. yeah and what you just said about the beauty pageants if you didn't know and you're listening that was my past you know i've experienced eating disorders my for a very long time my teenage years my worth came from my appearance so i yes i did a beauty pageant um and that was you know a unique experience i would never do it again but um yeah so that that's what you're talking well, no, about i think you'd win and i'll cheer you on <laughs> in, in in the back there um, um, but, but it's funny yeah. is because we we watched the latest beauty pageant didn't we uh, yeah the I, world championship i have a friend in that yeah 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 marianne isn't it yeah. so so we we were you know your interests are alive but then now we finally see that you are evolving you're um shedding skin and just like a snake you know we 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 do outgrow that skin that you were were inside mm. and as we can see it it may have been a bit of misaligned to your values yeah yeah and i didn't well this is a bit off topic but anyways i didn't continue the pageant this was about six years ago um, but I didn't continue it because I was in the middle of an eating disorder and I just knew if I continue this it's gonna be bad (laughs) this is not gonna help with my healing so yeah that's why I didn't continue but in our relationship you've continued to support my healing ah that's another you know healthy relationship sign you support each other's healing And the more you're with this person, you notice if you're noticing that, hey, you're healing or you're breaking patterns, you're you're just getting back to who you authentically are. That's a really positive sign. Yeah. Yeah. And it opens like like your vulnerability to say that you're not perfect. You have wounds to heal. Mm. We're not, you know, there's there's aspects of us that we feel like we could improve and grow um is is something to very very much lead with your relationship mm. because i think if we we live from a, a place of um you know don't bring your vulnerability because it makes me feel uncomfortable then uh you know we're, we're not creating a bridge um to connect from otherwise we're, we're again living from very separate worlds mm. and i think like it says connection needs courage and vulnerability to coexist and that leads with very vulnerable conversations and seeing our weaknesses as as not flaws um you know fundamental flaws but literally um avenues to get support and and be heard and seen and felt because they're the, the healers to to mm. self-shame and shadows that can brood away yeah. um in time and that's not good for you in many aspects of your life yeah. um and i'd like to add is that you know invisibility in relationships it's very dangerous because that creates loneliness. It's like we're not noticed. Mm. And I think it's very important that your partner, and, and this is what the Gottman Institute did in their love lab, is that funnily enough, a stat was something like, you know, healthy relationships reside on 86% of po- healthy partners in a healthy relationship turn toward each other 86% of the time. Whereas uh, I think the negative relationships is 33% or a third of the time turn toward their partner. And I think that's why you acknowledge me very much if I'm doing something okay and you're sort of reassuring me and you know I've met your needs and you say I love that Josh keep going and keep doing that even if I point at oh my god that that you know house over there looks so beautiful you can imagine me as invisible and I feel unnoticed and my little boy starts to 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 protest a little bit oh my god my my wife isn't even listening to what I'm saying and it could be as little as pointing at a house down the road and seeing if you share an interest so like you accepting my bids is what they call bids is that's a very important thing 
and as the stats say, 86% of the time is a good measure. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't define your relationship that and be very calculated. Um, you'll get a feeling as to your partner turning towards you in tough times and um, meeting you in the middle um, and, and being interested in what you're interested in. And funnily enough, fun fact, like the, the World Cup's just, just finished. But there we go. I think a healthy relationship is your, you can healthily influence your partner. You're not overtaking or overriding them or stealing their identity, but I enjoy football. Yeah, you know, it's not your natural thing. You, you like the, the Aussie football. Yeah, I've never <laughs> liked soccer, but you got me into it this time. <laughs> you know, all the players, you know, Mbappe now, you yeah. know, you're, you're naming all the English football players on the screen. I'm like, wow, impressed. I've taught you the offside rule. I tell you what, the offside rule, if you get that, then you're in. But she, um, you, you're, you're very, you know, you're open to be influenced. And that's vulnerable because we are potentially dissolving an old identity that protects us. Maybe mm. you can talk more on that, my love, but... Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, I actually wanted to just briefly touch on the inner child part you mentioned. I, I think this is such a deep topic. We'll definitely talk more about inner child. I think that's a great topic episode, actually. Um, how your inner child shows up in relationships. We'll definitely touch on that. But yeah, if, you're, if your inner child feels safe, I mean... No, there's depth to this as well, but essentially a health, in a healthy relationship, your partner respects and sees your inner child because your inner oh, yeah. child will inevitably come up. It's actually going to be the most triggered in a relationship. Mm. But if, you're, if you share you know, how you grew up, your conditioning with your partner and they can understand that and they see it, they understand why you react or behave the way they do, that's a really great sign because they're... They're just understanding you. They're not blaming you. They're not thinking you're weird, crazy, or stupid. It's like, oh, okay. So sometimes, you know, Josh might react in a way and I'm like, ah, that, that was his inner child. His yeah. inner child probably needs some reassurance right now. And, and I'll provide that for him yeah. when I'm aware of it mm-hmm. and vice versa. So, yeah, but that we can definitely go more into this in a different episode, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and um, again, yeah, you know, we can, it, it's very, it's very, let's say, ignorant to imagine a relationship so perfect that two adults come together and that we should all solve our inner child problems. Reality is we kind of need to just hold space. Again, I'm not going to father your inner girl, for example. Um, It's not my responsibility or ownership. However, I will still support you in your journey to, to, you know, meet meet those needs and create self-security within because you, as we know as coaches, you can very much do it yourself with an internal family system and you can, you know, many tools and techniques to soothe that little girl who's protesting or inner boy who's protesting for a need to be met through mm-hmm. their partner. But, um, but yeah, it can be very seductive at times, can't it? It can, you know, it can be very unconscious. We don't even know it's, it's showing up. So actually a partner who understands the dynamic of what inner child behaviours are, um, emotional farting or, um, you know, the, the, the not true you, you need to kind of really understand who that true person is mm. um, to then know whether that false self is taking that front seat mm. and the running the show. Because then you can be like a gentle nudge into, oh, Jazz, you're, um, you're in a girl showing up and you can give yourself some self-compassion here or, mm. um, you know, I'm not here to to completely reassure you, um, and you 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 must you know create as much self security as possible. But I'm here to love you as much as I can and support you on that journey. So, mm, yeah, vice versa, right. yeah, yeah. Well, as we said, we're going to probably talk talk on that in a later episode um, because with our own experience, like you know, it can actually dissolve sexual charge 
um, and magnetism and um, you know attraction at times when we allow our inner child to be front seat all the time um, and again vulnerability and raw honest conversations uh, and unexpressed needs tend to be why your inner child takes front seat as well yeah he's not getting enough attention yeah so. and I want to share a quick example um, yeah. just one that came to mind straight away when both our inner childs came up and how we saw that it was our inner child and you know we repaired which repair is another yeah. great topic yeah. how to repair conflict that is um, Josh is going to make a note right now. Um, but so I will take you through what happened. So this was a couple of weeks ago. We went to visit a temple. We're currently living in Phuket, Thailand, which is amazing. Um, so we went to a temple and I wanted Josh to take some photos for me, um, in front of this very lovely, beautiful golden door. And he took a few, I had a look at them and you know, for my liking, they weren't like the pics that I was <laughs> visualizing. <laughs> so, yeah, so, oh, I remember so, this yeah. Time. yeah, and so then, then I said, oh, "Hey, sweet, can you please take a few more?" And then you were just kind of like, you know, like that's it. Like you, you just moved on. You didn't want to take any more. And so in that moment, I got triggered, and my inner child, I, I felt her voice, I felt her, and she started feeling angry because mm. she felt like she was being too much, and that's one of my mm. my fears, like being quote-unquote too much, so me seeing that Josh didn't want to take any more photos for me, like I, my, the belief that instantly came up was, oh, I'm too much, I'm too asking much, for too burden. much, and yeah. I, I just got triggered, and then mm. I started to avoid him. <laughs> Like yeah. that, that was how I was, you know, that's like the automatic reaction before I caught it. And then for and then, well, Josh, my, my, my reaction, yeah, well, you were, I, I took criticism. I thought I was being judged. Like I wasn't enough. In you my felt own like way. not good enough. Not and that's enough. Josh's inner child trigger. I know that if your inner child is very sensitive to feeling not good enough. Yeah. And because I didn't communicate it in the best way. Now mm. looking back, you know, I didn't say, yeah, these are great. Can you please take a few more? I just went and said, can you just take a few more? Like the tone probably wasn't, I wasn't mindful of my tone and it probably came off in a bit more of a critical way even though I didn't intentionally do it so I got triggered you're in a child was triggered our inner children were triggered yeah and then then we repaired it yeah which we can go into in a later episode but yeah being able to repair is a very healthy sign but that's just an example of like being aware of your partner's inner child but also also our role in it like you just literally mentioned is that you you took ownership okay well there's two to tango here in any disagreement, I've seen a stat to say that we race to victim. Mm. No no one ever, I think there was a stat that someone did, oh, what's that lovely book we, we lit? The Great Leap, The mm. Big Leap. Uh, Hendrix, Gay Hendrix, he said that we, after 5,000 consultations he's had with his clients, he says every single time, everyone race to vi- races to victim. They don't take ownership that they're wrong. They always blame a second party. Whereas healthy relationships, I think take the ownership of okay where am i in this equation and how have i contributed to this reactivity yes and that's the very thing that we improve we're not perfect like we say mm. yeah taking ownership take and, and taking ownership yeah and and that's the main thing for it you know you're accountable to it but then as you said repairs are very important we turn towards each other after those arguments we may need steam you know to brush off steam we may internalize for a while but we make sure we come back around and love each other and understand each other we have to hold that space and 
And I love this quote here that we're really into a book at the moment, aren't we, my love? Uh, Brenny Brown's Atlas of the Heart, mm. which is all about emotions and emotional literacy. Yeah, and we do book club a lot, by the way. So when we're reading books, we often read the same one at the same time. And something I love about our relationship is yeah. we have spontaneous book clubs where we read a chapter each or something, then we come and discuss it. And it's just a great way to integrate and process. But anyway, you continue. It's good, to add. That, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love our book clubs. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we're so funny with that as well. And, that, like, and that's racist me. So I've actually got an audio at the same time and jazz is racing me to the end um to get a point ahead <laughs> but there we go anyway from her book um talking about re- repairs and relationships that disconnections are normative and inevitable in relationships they occur when one person misunderstands invalidates excludes humiliates or injures the other person in some way acute disconnections occur frequently in all relationships if they can be addressed and reworked they are not problematic in fact, they become places of enormous growth. Mm. And I think I've read around that in another book, but that's so powerful. It's that, you know, problems will exist. Conflict does exist. Yeah. Yet the right conflict, the ones that, you know, don't completely destroy bridges of trust, for example, um, are huge opportunities to grow because yes. we've just learned something about one another yeah. and how to respond better next time. Yeah. The only issue is if I prey on your mm. reactivity or I see that as an amunit, oh God, that's a vulnerability that I can take advantage of next time, then you're in a very manipulative that's relationship. That's unhealthy. And that's very unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. But um, yes, it's, it's to just learn um, and not be, yeah. um, you know, that's why I, I love to say, you know, you're a student of your life and a student of your own relationships. And if you're not, then you're, you're missing the trick mm. when it comes to healthy relationships. They're continually evolving, t- continually progressing. And... Um, it, you know, it's like I say, we, we must hold space for us to support one another and create safe havens at the same time as encourage each other's growth. Because if we're not growing, we're, we're simply dying. Mm, yeah, I love that sweet. And so, yeah, I would say if you have no conflict, no triggers, no disconnection, I don't know if that's a healthy relationship. You know, a healthy relationship has these aspects. It is normal. You know, sometimes we feel we can feel disconnected in our relationship. And if that happens, then we come together, we talk about it. Mm. Oh, it's because of this, because of this, you know, and we figure it out and then we mm. connect again. We build that connection again. So yeah. it's it's normal, it fluctuates. The key, communication. Communication yes. is key in relationships. Oh my God, uh-huh. ours is built on communication, really. You've yeah. got to express what's, you know, your needs, what you desire, or else, you know, you can't expect your partner to meet your needs or desires if you don't express it. And also expressing when things come up, if something doesn't feel right, you know, whatever it is. In sex as well, that communication is so key to a healthy relationship. Mm. And, and as we say, just, I think, prime, we're very, in a way, we're good listeners, is what we, we, we learn this through our jobs. So, I, I mean, just listening like you don't like me fixing things and trying to find solutions and even when you're coming to me with a need that needs to be met i need to not take it defensively or personally and uh, we go from there but again it's it's really a skill to learn um honed practiced empathy without owning your problems as my own and also not jumping in defensively to to steer the conversation away for example talk about me and my problems or jump in and, and fix the problem so um yeah it's really important that one um but essentially we want to feel seen heard and valued um without judgment um and that's the most important thing uh, in relationships essentially yeah um yeah yeah mm. 
Yes, I think we've done quite a good job so far. Have you got anything more to add, my love? Yes, I want to add that, by the way, we're not running off script. So what I love about this podcast, our intention is just to make it as vulnerable, you know, talking about vulnerability Mm. is just... Be, be vulnerable, raw. It's just a very raw episode. No planning, just whatever is um, coming coming up. Uh, well, I, if I was to add in, are you about to complete your point then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, uncensored, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. This is so uncensored. But anyway, I was just going to add that um, I think in a healthy relationship, your partner values you and they see your Mm. value and they encourage that Mm. they are your biggest supporter um like for example you you believe in me you see my value you Mm. see how much i have to often give to the world when i forget you remind me Mm -hmm. of who i am yeah i think that is a huge part of healthy relationships and there's there's so much of the journey for me to reflect that back and also for me to reflect that back i need to have a fondness first approach to you as it were in a fancy vocab way is that i need to really paint a story of affirmation that you are my world which you are but it still takes an effort for me to journal on our beautiful memories for me to be grateful for everything you did in that day for me to write you love notes for me to go out and get you flowers all of those things are pra- me programming myself to, to love. It is love. But at the same time, it's like, I really value you. Mm. And I want to show you that. And that's why I use vocabulary like my love. I'm sweet. <laughs> I use like um, very positive affirmation words that I, I they come naturally anyway. But I think some people just don't do that in their relationships. Mm. And I think those little magical things, that if you can take real intentionality with your vocabulary, your actions and show your partner and yourself that you really cherish this person, then it's going to just be so automated. Mm. You don't even need to think twice about it. Mm. And think mm. the automotive process and the habitual processes of relationships that are fondness first, turn towards your partner, see your partner with such positive regard, you're going to be doing really well. Yes, yes. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah, that's such a great point. Because relationships take effort. Mm. And because our brains are sort of wired to focus on the quote-unquote negative, that's just our Mm. ego survival brain, it can be very easy to start picking Mm. out, especially when the more you're together with someone, like pick out what's annoying about them, what you don't like about them, what you want to change about them even. And so relationships and marriage Mm -hmm. takes work, takes effort, takes focusing on you know considering it's a healthy relationship not a toxic person focusing on what you love about them what you appreciate about them what they've done for you and all of that so yeah not taking your partner for granted and feeling like you are not being taken for granted yeah yes yeah. And, and at the same time, you still need to see evidence. It's like we can live in fantasies yeah. and we can bypass all the toxic behavior <laughs> yeah, of so someone. I'm saying but, like, yeah, but, this yeah. is like not toxic relationship. Yeah. yeah. And that's where standards protect you as we will talk that, about that in a whole new podcast. Oh, standards. Yes. Standards. Mm. I think healthy standards in a relationship. Juicy, juicy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, hold each other to standards. And, um, and that definitely protects you, uh, you know, um, standards on yourself and taking that ownership essentially. And, and, um, and making sure you're showing up um, to your partner. But th- again, we can talk about, we're going to talk about standards. There's so much to unpack. Yeah, oh, so, so many episodes coming. standards as well. <laughs> oh, Ooh. yeah. Perfect. That's perfectionism. perfectionism. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was saying to you before this episode, like, oh, we, we, I think we need to, like, watch out for the time because we could talk for 
England and to Australia. Australia to around the world we could talk no seriously like when we're having deep conversations let's say we go out for dinner like we we are there for hours and hours mm. just talking and that's yeah. something else I love about a relationship we we never run out of things to talk about we don't and I love that and, and that's why I'm super excited about this podcast because <laughs> yeah. I think we've been itching to do it I've been guesting on, on yours you've been guesting on mine yeah. we've had some really positive feedback from it so we're like well why not team up Mm-hmm. Um, again it's another challenge of us we've got very separate lives when it comes to work yeah. um, and this is going to be a nice way to collaborate and see Come how together. we do yes. but, but we've got the very polarising strengths mm. um, and that's also what makes our relationship work and again we're going to talk about that as well um, but yeah I, I really can't wait for what's to come and hopefully you're going to really enjoy this and, mm. and tune in and, and you get lots of vulnerability I think we'll dive into our stories a lot more in the future episodes yes and um, yes so yeah. yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed this episode and if you resonated with healthy relationships or you found um, some insights and some takeaways, then we would really appreciate if you left us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah. That would really mean a lot to us. And if you want to find more, I mean, you probably found us through Instagram, but just in case you didn't, then come over to our Instagram. Mine is at Jasmine Lipscar. Yours Mine is? Mine is Josh.Campbell, if you can yes. pop that. Yes. Technically, I'm a Campbell, but you know that's my brand name, Jasmine Lipska. Yes, I yes. actually haven't legally changed my surname yet. We've been married for nearly two years, so yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll get around that to one day. Yeah. I'll one day get around to that. Oh my god! But your anyways. choice, my love. I'm not. I'm not owning you. Yeah, that's you're the not thing. My property. You're not. You're not We're the old patriarchy. Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I don't. I'm not bothered. You know, I'm. I will change it one day. I'd like to. You know, when we become a family. Yeah. When, I mean, when we have kids. But for now, I'm fine. But I'll get around to it one day. So, yeah, you can find us on Instagram and stay tuned for more episodes. And anything else? Um, other than that, yeah, it's just uh, appreciate you on the journey. Thanks for joining so soon. Yes, we would you. love to see you on those first reviews. And uh, again, engage with us. We are probably going to do some polls on our Instagram mm, accounts yes. um, to get you as much involved as possible. Yeah, or questions. Questions, yeah, Q&A Q&As. stuff. So, um but yeah, we'd love you. We'd probably love you and leave you on that note. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'd love to say mm-hmm. thanks for tuning in to you, me, me and loving, loving we. we. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day with JJ from JJ. <laughs> there we go. I, I think we, we ran away from cheese. That was our honeymoon phase, my love. That was six months in. <laughs> but the loving we, I'm liking that. Yes. Okay. Have a brilliant day. Much love. <laughs>